good morning welcome to another recording so today the date is exactly september 23rd and the time is 6 43 um it's in the morning i just finished during my quiet time i actually have plans to go to the gym but i don't know if you live in maryland if you do it's pouring at this exact time of the recording <laughs> so i just decided let me just stay home and um yeah i just felt to i felt um you know called to record another audio for you all today and it's so funny because if you have the bible app like i do i love my bible app and it's been super helpful in my journey as a christian i would recommend if you don't have it please get it it's amazing it's full of a lot of plans um the whole bible of course but just plans tailored to different specific needs that um, you might be interested in or things that you're going through you can search up the plans you can add friends you can do plans with friends um, you can have a community a bible community community it's kind of like a social media but for christians and you know it's filled with the word of god so i love it it gives me joy every time i get on the bible app but anyway so the reason i bring that up is because yesterday right i try to follow the verse of the day and usually when the verse of the day comes it gives me an excuse to read the whole um, chapter so I can learn more about what that verse is saying on a bigger, grander scale. And also, of course, to read more of the Bible and get acquainted with God's word. Um, but anyway, so yesterday, right, the one of the verse was from Psalms 34. And ironically, today again, they had another verse from Psalms 34. And this is ironic because it's not really common. Usually the Bible app switches the verses with different chapters. But the chapter from yesterday and today, it's very, very rich, filled with so much, so much information. So I was very surprised to find out this out this morning that the same verse was from the exact same um, chapter as yesterday. So I read it again. I was like, hmm, God, this it's not a coincidence. You must want me to learn something in this verse that I maybe missed yesterday or in this chapter. And so I read it again today. And uh, of course, as God always speaks, he opens up your eyes to see different things. I love how when they say the Bible is active and alive, it's sharper than a double-edged sword. It truly is active and alive. So what does that mean? To me, it means that it's ever-changing. The Bible is not the same. Yes, the words are the same, of course, but depending on you, depending on the different situations that you're currently going through, the different um, experiences that you're experiencing, you know, where exactly you are in your life, whatever scripture that you read maybe a year ago, a few hours ago, or even a few days ago, it will change based on how you're feeling at that moment and i love that because the word of god in essence it reads us it gives us what we need for that moment for that season for that time in our life that we're going through whatever we're going through and that's what i love the word of god it can't be manipulated a book doesn't give me the same effect only god's words because why his breath is within it his holy spirit is the one guiding those words and guiding our understanding so that way when we read the words that we read the same time whether it was yesterday whether it's in a few hours whatever it will 
interpret to us something different that we need at that exact same moment. And I think that's so beautiful because it shows you how how awesome God is, right? He thought about every little detail, literally everything. Like there's nothing that God didn't miss, <laughs> you know? He thought about everything. And I'm so thankful to have a God like that who doesn't get um, shaken up when different problems arises. No, he foresee it, he foreknew it, and he foreplanned it. And therefore, he has an answer for everything that we go through. So that's just something I want to encourage you all with. If you feel like you're going through a situation or a season in your life that's new and challenging for you, you know who's not new for? For God. It's not new for him. He foresaw that. He foresaw you being, or foreseen, however you say it. <laughs> I think foresaw. He foresaw you being at that moment. And he has all the answers that you need for that season. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but listen, it's pouring so much. You might not be able to hear it, but I love the sound. It's so peaceful. I should be in bed by now, <laughs> but I have work in a few hours, but I would love to be in bed, but um, the sound is just very peaceful still. So we thank God for rainy days. I think you're beautiful. But not to get off track, <laughs> back to the topic. So yeah, um, so yes, yeah, so I got this um, chapter again today. I figured, okay, this must mean something. Or what are you trying to tell me? And so, like I said, I read it, and of course, I got something different because God's word is constantly evolving and constantly speaking to me different based on my situation. And so, I thought today we'll do a Bible plan because, or not a Bible plan, but a Bible. Um, review because this verse is just awesome it's from psalms 34 so we're going to read the whole chapter i love psalms because of who the author is of course god but you know david is the one who wrote this accomplished by the holy accompanied by the holy spirit but i love david because the background on david he's just a man of god he's fearful he's passionate you know but he's also real he's a real human being he wasn't perfect he had a lot of characteristic flaws but he was someone that loved God God called him a man after my own heart so every time I read David's words and psalms I'm just encouraged to be like him to have that same heart and passionate desire and drive to seek God and want to have an intimate relationship with him like David did so I just love his words it's full of passion and and just this awe of God and um yeah I hope David can inspire y'all like he does to me to want to seek God and have that intimate deep connection with him one day so let's get started Okay, so we're going to start with verse 1 and 3. I will exalt the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. So this is the whole chapter in Psalms 34, in case you missed that. And we're going to read the whole thing. Uh, verse by verse and talk about it so i just read one to three and so this verse is first telling us how david spends his time with god he extols the lord at all times not once but not twice in a day but all times you know how they say pray without ceasing this is what it means it's not that you're taking out two three hours every single hour of your day that's 
going to be hard, especially if you have a job and family and all these other things that goes with life. You know, it's going to be hard, but God requires the, the bare minimum from us. If you can take two minutes, if you can take a second and just say, God, I love you. Thank you so much. Protect me. That's enough for him. And so David here is telling us that we should always extol God. We should always praise him and just admire him because he's done so much for us. His praise will always be on my lips. His God's praise should always be on our lips, ready to come out. We should always be ready to extol God and to glorify him and to praise him for he is good. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. So those who are afflicted, once they hear God's glory, they will rejoice. So our praise is not just for ourselves, but to allow the others around us to also be inspired and encouraged by who our God is. You know, so let's all do it together. Those that are around you, whether you have a family, let that be a tradition that your family um, has. If you're a parent or, you know, you're a parent and you have kids that look up to you, let them see you praising God consistently and constant. Because once they see that, they too are going to have that desire to want to do it. Right? We have to lead us examples sometimes as Christians. We can't tell people what to do and how to do it. They got to see from our examples. They really do. You know, so let's move on. Um, so going on to verse four, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their eyes are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of his troubles. So I just read four to six. Let's start with four. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all of my fears. I love that because David, you know, if you go and read this top, it says that he, this was kind of like when he was running away from Abimelech and um, I think Abimelech wanted to kill him. So David acted like he was insane. David is interesting. Please read this whole chapter <laughs> or not study about David. I'm sorry, not this whole chapter. He's just an interesting guy. Um, but anyways, I love that because he says that, you know, when you seek God, God would answer you. And the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door will be open for you. Seek and you shall find. When you seek God, you sought out God. He will be there to answer you. He'll deliver you from all your fears. God will protect you. If no weapons formed against you shall prosper. When you have God on your side, you can ask for anything and he'll give it to you. He loves you that much. But just don't use him as, I don't know, um, a lottery machine where you just go to him and ask, 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 ask. But spend time with him. Get to know him. Get to love him. Get to learn who he is. And he'll give you everything your heart's desire. Going on to verse 5, it says, Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. So I love that imagery. Like That's just a cool imagery to imagine. When you look up to God, your face is radiant. It reminds me of like, um, what was it, Moses, right? Back in, in, I think, Exodus, when Moses went up to the mountains of prayer, he came down and his face was radiant. And everyone was like, whoa, like they knew he had been spending time with God. And I love that because it shows you what our lives would look like when we're Christians. We'll be so happy. We'll have this joy bursting out of us that others will see us and see God's light within us. And so I think this is what it means, right? When you spend time with God, it shows 
others can see it because they see your joy they see your happiness but when you don't spend time with god you have that that gloomy cloud over you and that really overshadows you right your presence don't show your spirit is dim um so i really love that but yeah, you know, God is just, again, he hears you. Um, when the, It says in verse 6, the poor man called God and God heard him. He saved them out of his troubles. God, again, is here to save you. He's there for the brokenhearted, the afflicted, all that. So call on God, have that relationship with him, and he'll show up for you in hard times. He'll show up for you in even good times. Always, he'll show up for you. And so let's go one. We're going to read three verses at a time. So let's go up to seven to nine. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. The Lord will send his angels to encamp around those who fear him, and he delivers them. So what does that look like? Imagine angels flying around your house in circles daily you know what they're doing they're protecting you that's what it means to encamp let's google that word encamp um let me pull up my dictionary sorry y'all i should have found this but i'm just you know doing this as i go okay wow encamp means to settle or lodge in a camp to make into a camp to lodge or place in a camp so to settle, angels will be rested on your house, protecting you, watching you. They'll be not just on your house, but wherever you go, they'll be with you, with you wherever you go. So that means that God's protection will never leave you. Those who fear him will have protection. There's this um, word, I forgot what it's called, but it's like, it's not ironic, but let's just say ironic because I can't think of the word. But it's like God's words are the... Like, his his ways are the opposite, right? I was talking to my sister the other day, and I was saying as Christians, we're called to live different lives, right? We're called to do the opposite of what seems normal to the world. Like, for example, the world says, you know, be independent, uh, put yourself first, be selfish. Yes, in essence, when you look at the broad scheme, it makes sense, right? Because as, as a human being, we are independent. It's good to put yourself first and not let people take advantage of you and so forth and so forth. But God calls us to live differently. He calls us to be selfless. Put others first. Live for others. Serve others. Be in a community. Give back. And I talked about how, you know, in Matthew when it says, when someone slaps you, in the world, you don't want to slap them right back, right? But God tells you, what does he tell you? To turn the other cheek. I think it's so funny because God is like, it's like, whoa, okay, God, that's you asking for a lot, right? <laughs> that's how I be feeling sometimes because I'm like, think about it as human beings, it's in our nature to react. If someone slaps you, you want to react back. But God tells you, don't do the things that the world expects you. Live different. And that's what we're supposed to do as Christians. We're called to live differently. And so I love that because God's words also have that same um scheme right it says that those who fear him if you fear god he's going to give you protection right isn't that isn't that ironic if you think about it i fear god but yet he gives me protection um anyways i just thought that was really cool but yeah i love that imagery of angels literally 
lodging with you, camping with you, wherever you go, they're there protecting and guiding you because God is able to give that for you. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Those who are children of God, they experience the goodness of God. It might not be every single day or every single season, but if you're alive, you're breathing, you're already tasting and seeing that God is good. He gave you breath. He didn't have to do it. With the amount of people dying each and every day, God chose to give you life. So you're already tasting and seeing that he's good. If you have family, if you have a spouse, if you have food, if you have a job, if you have money, if you have a bed to sleep on, right? I think sometimes we take all these little things for granted because we feel like we're obligated to have them. But we're not. There's plenty of people in third world countries who are suffering, who don't have food, who don't have family, who aren't able-bodied. But yet we complain about the little things because we're going through a job loss. We lost a family member. Don't get me wrong. Those things are very important. They do affect us and they do make us feel sad and down. But looking at the bigger scheme of things, I feel like that's the word I've been saying all day. Anyways, looking at the grand scheme of things, we're so blessed. We're so fortunate. We're so lucky. And God is blessing us. He's constantly reminding us that, hey, I'm good. Despite your troubles, I'm good. Despite your fears, I'm good. Despite your hurt, I am good. So will you taste and see that I am good? Look at what he's done for you and what he will do for you. God has been good despite whether we know it or not. So if you're going through depression, if you're going through anxiety, if you're going through pain, hurt, whatever you're going through, yes, those feelings are real. Yes, your situation is real. Yes, it does affect you. But don't let that affect how you feel about God. Don't let that affect you about how you feel of God's goodness and God's grace and love and mercy because he's been good. He's still good. He takes us through seasons. It's not perfect. Our relationship, our walk with Christ is never going to be perfect. Jesus suffered. Jesus was betrayed. Jesus was thrown rocks at. A God, man of God was thrown rocks at. He went through a lot of hurt. He was um, blasphemed. Or people, you know, called him a blasphemer or whatever. He was called names. He went through so much. So if Jesus life was like that on earth how much more will we have to carry our cross you know and it talks about if you want to be want to follow christ if they hated me they'll hate you too and so just like they hated our father they'll hate us too the world will hate us too and that doesn't mean literally people that just means the world is not going to be good to us all the time Satan is going to be working hard because he knows that we serve a greater God than him. So he's going to be working overtime to hurt us and to cause all the bad things to work for us. But you know what God does? He calls all things to work for us and for our good. What man made for evil, God turned it around and used it for good. Remember that always. Your bad right now is for a reason, a purpose. I know it's hard to believe. I know it's hard. I've been there. Trust me. I know it's hard to believe that and to hear and to accept that, but it is. I swear it is. I swear it is. You're going to look back at the moments that you're going through and maybe teach someone else and maybe have a deeper appreciation for who God is because you understood how you felt in that moment and now you can see that you're no longer in that situation. So that is something enough to give thanks for. That's more than enough to give thanks for. Like last week, for example, I don't know, I was just very anxious. A lot of things was going on in my life last week, and I literally was having a panic attack one day, and 
you know, to look back at it right now, I'm like, wow, God, thank you that that didn't turn out to be something worse. Because in that moment, I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm going to like faint. It just was horrible. But now that I'm no longer in that season or situation, I can sit back and thank God because he protected me and he delivered me from that situation. We all go through stuff, but don't let those stuff blind you from who God is and his greatness overall. So, um, but yeah, just wanted to encourage you all with that. And so verse 9, fear the Lord, you as holy people, for those who fear him lack no good things. Same reoccurring theme, you know. Those who fear the Lord lack no good thing. He provides for all our needs. So let's go on and read 10 to 12. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, we must well go to 13. Then, comma, they must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Okay, so there's a lot here. I hope you all are following along. That would just make things easier for you so you can see what I'm reading. Um, but like I said, same reoccurring theme, you know, um, those who seek the Lord, they like no good thing. We've already talked about that. Uh, come my children, listen to me and I will teach you to fear the Lord. We got to spend time with God. We got to read his words. That's what he means by come my children, listen to me, listen to his words and his words will teach us how to fear God, how to properly love him so that way we can act and treat him in accordance to that love and fear. Healthy fear, of course. Let's not tremble and fear God like he's evil and like he wants to hurt us. But to have a healthy fear, it's fear is just like respect. Like, yo, not yo, but like, you know, I respect you, God. Thank you for your strength, your power, and so forth and so forth. <laughs> and so in 13, it says, keep your, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. It goes on to verse 14. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. And so it's important for us to keep our tongues from evil. Our tongues lead us to evil based on the things that we say. Our words hurt. Our words are powerful. If you speak evil onto your life, you're going to receive evil into your life. The tongue, although they talk about it in the Bible, although so small can be destructive so it's important that we guard our tongues we guard what comes out of our mouth i have a hard 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 time with this this is honestly one of like the hardest thing that i need god to work on me with because i just sometimes just give into impulse and say every and anything that comes on to my mind when i'm feeling i don't know angry or whatever the case might be and that's a dangerous habit that I need to work on because the tongue like God says is powerful and if we don't use our tongue properly it can lead us to so much evil and bring so much bad into our lives so it's important that we're constantly filling our minds with the word of God right because from out of out of the heart the mouth speaks and so what is in our hearts what are we filling our hearts with is it with social media is it with evil things in the news what are we filling our hearts with? Because that's what's going to come out when we're angry or mad or 
not thinking. So it's important that we fill our hearts with the word of God so that when our tongue speaks, it's not evil, but it's good. And it's important that we keep our, li- our lips from telling lies. Don't give in to lying. Just don't tell lies to, to be defe- deceitful. God, like the other day, was speaking to me. He was just saying, like, lies, yes, as human beings, we might feel like, okay, well, telling this little lie is going to save me from a bigger trouble or whatever the case might be. But lies cover up lies. And so when you keep on with the lie, you're going to have to keep on with the lie. And before you know it, you've just spread a lie that's too big to cover. So just make sure you're being honest and you're not sitting here telling lies because they don't lead to anything good. They bring you into more trouble than good in the first place for real. And verse 14, turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Turn from your evil ways. Don't walk in the ways of evil, whether that's with bad company or whatever you're doing that's evil. Turn and do good. Seek peace and pursue peace. God is peace. So seek God and pursue God. A relationship with God, please. (laughs) And then it goes on to verse 15 and 17. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil to blot out their name from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. Uh, 15 and 17, they're pretty much uh, synonymous. I love that because the Lord hears the cries of those who are righteous. When we call on him, he's attentive to us. When we say, God, help me, he hears you. When we cry out to him, he hears us and he's quick to answer us. He delivers us from all our troubles, as verse 17 says. So cry out to the Lord, but first make sure you're righteous. Make sure that God will be attentive to hear you. Don't get me wrong. We don't need to be perfect to allow to be quote-unquote righteous. We just have to be progressing. We have to be willing to change, right? When you do something, it says the, the good man is the one that gets up and repents and turns from his evil ways and keeps doing good. No one is righteous as in perfect 24-7. That's not what righteous means. I think righteous just means that being willing to do good all the time. Let me Google it. Righteousdictionary.com, my handy dandy friend. Okay. Yeah, it says righteous is uh, defined as characterized by uprightness or morality, morally right or just. Okay, yeah, so as we can see, that doesn't say perfect anywhere in that definition, right? It doesn't say righteous means you have to be perfect, you have to be so clean and holy 24-7. But no, you have to have morals, you have to be willing to be a good a good servant, a good student of God or of Christ, you know, and just being able to turn away from your evil ways. And then in 16, it reminds us, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil and blots out their name from the earth. That's actually very dramatic, <laughs> to say the least. If you're evil, God will literally wipe out your name from the earth. That doesn't just mean your name, but your generation. Think about that, right? If you are evil, your name, your name is not just your first name, it's your last name. God is going to make sure everyone with your last name is wiped out. <laughs> I think about, you know, the children um, of, of Israel when God delivered them from, from Egypt. Literally, he wiped out a whole entire generation and only allowed the younger generations to go through. Yes, the last name is still carried or whatever, but 
that's just show you that God is he this is what it means to have healthy fear right God don't play he really does not at all <laughs> like he'll set us straight and he'll show us his wrath and I love that about him because he's also a righteous God he's a sweet calm loving but he's also a God who has wrath and that's scary right and I think that allows us to fear him but to have a holy fear of him because it knows we know that I can't take advantage of this God. But then again, he's also God who can protect me due to the way that he is passionate about his children. And he's passionate about those who are righteous. And he hates evil. He hates anything bad. And this is how he treats those that are bad. He blots out their name from the earth. He'll destroy us. He'll destroy those that comes after us. Not us because, you know, we're going to be righteous, hopefully. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's important that we are righteous and we keep in line with um, the will of God. And then so moving on to 18 to 20. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. I love that because it talks about, it starts off by saying that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Then it ends off by saying that he'll protect our bones, that none of it will be broken. So if we're crushed in spirit, God will protect our hearts, but he'll also protect our physical bodies. He'll protect our emotions. He'll protect us all around as long as we remain close to him. Yes, the righteous person. I love this because it, it's real. It's real. The righteous person is not going to have a perfect life, but they'll have many troubles is what the Lord says. But God will deliver us from all of it. And this goes on to what I was talking about earlier. Being a Christian doesn't mean that our lives are going to be perfect. Doesn't mean that we're going to smell roses every day or have sunshines every day. That doesn't mean we're going to have sunny days every single day. It's literally raining right now, you know. But that also means we're not going to have sunny days in our lives. Because God is going to give us the righteous people. Not not God personally, but yeah, the righteous people, we are going to go through troubles and that's life. But once we have God, we can feel confident that he'll deliver us from all of it. And then let's read the last two verse, 20 to 20, sorry, 21 to 22. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord will rescue his servants. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Evil will slay the wicked. Those who are evil will be slayed. So if you do bad, you experience bad, and bad will slay you. Simple. <laughs> the foes of the righteous will be condemned. So those who are our enemies, those who persecute us, whether it's, you know, um, people in the world or uh, evil spirits, whatever, they will be condemned. God will not allow those who are evil to persecute and succeed over us. We might experience it for a short while, but God will rescue and deliver us. The Lord will rescue his servants. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. He will not allow us to go through trials or troubles for a long time because he's there to deliver us. And so you, you might hear that for a long time and think, well, I've been going through this situation for five years for 10 years for 20 years for all my life. Yes, like I said, those are real things that you're experiencing. I'm not taking that away from you. 
but time to God is short. Our time and God's times aren't the same. A second to God is like 20 years to us, right? And so what that means is that God will not allow you to go through that forever. He has plans to rescue you. He has plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. That's my favorite verse in Jeremiah 29, verses 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. I love that verse so much because it always reminds us that despite the things that we're going through, God's plans will prevail. God's plans are greater and he has plans for us and he's working out those plans. And it's important that we don't trust in the situations and turn our backs on God, but that we trust in God. We trust in those plans, whether we know them or not, but that we trust that he has good plans. Not good plans just to make us happy, but to prosper us, to give us a hope and a great future. So I just want to leave you with that last quote, you know, whatever you're going through, yes, those are real, but let God's plans prevail. Let God's way prevail. Use a season to learn. What can I glean from the season? What is God telling me? What is God trying to teach me? And like I said earlier, this Psalms 34 coming up again, maybe God wanted me to see something that I missed yesterday. And maybe he wants you to see something different in your life and your situations so what can you learn in the season what are you going through and how can God use you to bless others in the season okay so that is my time with you all thank you all for joining I really appreciate it um I forgot to pray in the morning like or to start all the, the time with prayers uh, I just keep forgetting <laughs> but since I remember we'll close off in prayers but um yeah Heavenly Father I thank you I thank you for this day. I thank you for waking us up. I thank you, God, for all the blessings that you bestow on us on a daily basis. I'm so honored. I hear your thunder. It sounds beautiful. <laughs> but I'm so honored to be here with you. I'm so honored to be sharing your words, God, with those listening. I thank you for using me, Holy Spirit. Speak through me. Let my words be yours, God. And let it flow to all the hearts of those listening so that they can be used Lord God, let them use these words to transform their lives, to move differently. God, to seek you, to yearn for you. God, you keep reminding us the same thing that I got from this. The main important thing was that you keep those who are righteous. You protect those. You love those. You provide for those who seek you. And so all you require from us is a relationship with you, God, and you do the rest. So, Lord, help us to spend time with you, to seek you, to open up our hearts so that you can fill it up, Lord. Let your Holy Spirit live within us, God. We yearn to have a relationship with you. We long to know you, God, to help us to know you better. Teach us your words. Teach us your ways, God. Use us, Lord God, to do good things, to do your purpose on this earth. We thank you, Jesus Christ. We love you so much. We pray this in your most holy name. Amen. Okay, thank you all. I appreciate y'all being here, and I hope you have a blessed rest of your day and the rest of the week. Okay, bye.